Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Nebraska Hawks Nest. These guys are brave! They're Hawkeyes, living in enemy territory. Listen, these guys are way past their prime, but they're still Hawkeyes! They're spreading the Hawkeye height to all of Nebraska! The Frost Advisory is cancelled! Corn Huskers? More like corn shuffles. Are you ready for this podcast? Let's go, Hawks! All right, everybody, welcome back to Nebraska Hawks Nest. I'm Adam. Make sure to give us a like and subscribe on YouTube if you guys get a chance to see all of our latest Iowa Hawkeye interviews that we have going on. Today, we are joined by Iowa basketball legend and father to two Iowa basketball players, Kenyon Murray. How are we doing today? Good. It's a little rainy down here in Indianapolis, but uh, other than that, we're excited to be here for the tourney. So. Hey, hopefully we'll be the ones making it rain. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, what the guys are up to right now. We got a Big Ten tournament started last night, and the Hawks, I don't, I believe, don't play till tomorrow. Uh, what are the guys doing right now to prepare, and uh, what's their uh, situation like? Because I'm sure they're probably being quarantined as well. Yes, yeah. So each player uh, has been designated their own room down here, I think, with – so many different COVID protocols. Uh, they want to make sure that uh, the contact tracing is really going to be pretty seamless as far as where the guys come and go. But uh, spoke with Keegan last night, and they have practice today um, at a local YMCA, I guess, that uh, Jim Irsay owns. So they'll get that work in, and, and pretty much uh, I think I saw my Disney uh, access from somebody, my Netflix access from somebody, and maybe my Amazon Prime account access from somebody. So they definitely watch a lot of TV along with everything else. That's good. It's, you know, it's important to keep busy and, you know, stay loose and get ready to play. And they're definitely heading into the tournament on uh, a pretty nice little hot streak. They've been playing extremely well. But first of all, we want to talk about you and your playing career. You uh, had quite the career for the University of Iowa and Coming out of high school, you were uh, Mr. Basketball in Michigan. Tell us about your recruiting process, what schools that uh, you were contemplating going to that you may have visited, and why you ended up choosing to be a Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah. Um, Playing in Michigan was awesome. Obviously, there's a lot of great players that come out of Michigan. Um, Following Roy and BJ to Iowa, uh, there was a little bit of uh, uh, their influence for me coming there, but uh, 
for me, it was, it was a crazy process and I had about between 30 and 40 division one offers. And my final five schools were Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, Michigan state, uh, and Notre Dame. And, uh, I really, you know, obviously there are a lot of great coaches there. Um, but growing up, I, I was a Michigan fan, especially that 89 championship team. And so it was then I was thinking, okay, I want to play in the Big Ten, I want to play in the Big Ten. And Iowa just fit. Iowa fit the style of play that I came from. We were a pressing team in high school. Iowa pressed. I knew there was an opportunity for playing time right away with uh, the graduation of uh, James Moses. So I'd be able to slip, slide right in and, and get some minutes there. Uh, but more than anything, it was just the fans. You know, I think when I committed to Iowa, my high school office was flooded with fan mail and things like that. And I think people knew more about me than I thought they did. So whenever I would come out to visit, it was just amazing. People would rattle off my high school stats and stuff like that. So you knew the fans uh, in Iowa really cared about their Hawkeyes and, and knowing that we were kind of, you know, it's a Hawkeye state. And, and I was like, okay, we were going to be the only gig in town, you know, no pro teams and things like that. So a lot of those things, but also it was far enough from home, but far enough away where I could uh, kind of be on my own and, and not have my mom and dad driving up every weekend. <laughs> it's nice to have a little bit of that separation where you can, you know, you can be your own man, but at the same time you get a little homesick, you can still get, you know, it's just a car right away. And so that's, that, that's, that's definitely makes a lot of sense. Uh, you were also uh, coming out of McDonald's all American, and that was a pretty star studded class uh, that you were able to play with. Tell us about what it was like to play in that game and uh, some of the cool characters that you got to meet. Well, my roommate was Jason Kidd. And so, uh, but he didn't stay in my room. So I don't know what, where he was or what he was doing. <laughs> so, but, uh, it was a great team. You had guys like Othello Harrington, Corliss Williamson. I know I'm, I'm dating myself with some of these names. Uh, Chris Collins, who's the head coach at Northwestern. He was on, he and I were on the same team. Um, Roderick Rhodes. I mean, oh man, it was just, it was star studded. I think there might have been 10 or 11 NBA guys that came out of that class. Um, but it, it was, it was, it was fun being on the stage with guys that you know we're going to play at the next level, um, a completely different uh, level of athlete, as you would see night in and night out in the high school game. Uh, but for me, it was fun. I mean, and we won the game, so you know, I, I you know, I contributed a little bit to that. But I think uh, Othello and Corliss and, and Jason were probably the big reasons why we we ended up winning as much as by as much as we did. Uh, you guys had some studs on that squad, so it was. Uh, it's pretty cool to be able to say that you played in that game. Not too many people can say that. Even a lot of NBA guys, you know, didn't get the opportunity to play in that. So that's a uh, pretty, you know, obviously that's like a once in a lifetime opportunity. So that's awesome that you got to do that. Uh, throughout your time in Iowa, you were blessed enough to be able to play for a Hawkeye coaching legend, Doctor Tom Davis. Uh, tell everybody what it was like to to play for such a great basketball coach and um, how he kind of, how he ran the program when you were there. And uh, if you guys have any sort of relationship today. Yeah, no coach. And I still have a relationship. He, he called me, texted me uh, when Chris and Keegan signed with Iowa. So we, we've definitely stayed in touch and there are some other things that I've done um, in the Cedar Rapids, Iowa city area that coach Davis has been a part of still has his house there on, uh, on Melrose uh, on the golf course, but Playing for Tom was – it was a lot of fun. You know, I think from the standpoint that coach always knew that there had to be a balance with things. Um, and what I mean by that is he knew when he had to push us in practice. He knew after – as we're grinding through the Big Ten season, when to kind of take the take his foot off the pedal 
um, give us an extra day off. And then once the season was over, he was always about, hey, go out and be a student athlete. You know, get your grades in order. I don't want to see any guys in the gym for two weeks. You know, just take some time to decompress and just just be a student. And I think that was a balance that he showed um, throughout my career there. And, you know, that was probably more evident when we lost Chris Street in that accident. And I don't think there was another coach that could have got us through that. I mean, coach had such a balance and such a because Chris meant so much to him, too. And we all know that. But he just he knew how to take that situation, be delicate through it, but also keep us locked in to an extent where we could go out and, and perform. And so, you know, I owe Coach Davis so much um, as far as my time in Iowa. And, uh, yeah, yeah, we still keep in touch. So I uh, wanted to ask you a little bit more about Chris. We recently had uh, his father, Mike, on and uh, t- learned quite a bit about Chris's life. Um, what was your relationship like with him? Because obviously we were pretty close. You named one of your boys after him. And uh, what was um, – you can't really put it into words, but what was it like for the team and the program to go through uh, his passing? Yeah, Chris was uh, – he was one of my hosts on my visit, and I actually went to class with him. So we we kind of bonded pretty early, and he was the big brother that I didn't have. Uh, he put his arm around me when I got on campus. I don't think I would have got through that first semester um, as a student athlete at Iowa without him from the standpoint is he, he, he taught me balance. Um, whenever I would get frustrated, he was the guy that just kind of pushed me through it. You know, when things got tough, Chris always had a – a kind word or a motivational word to get me going. He would regularly, we'd jump in the car and drive to Indianola to go and, and watch uh, Sarah play volleyball, you know, and just kind of hang out with, with the family. And, you know, he had two little sisters and have a little brother. So I think he kind of adopted me too during that time. But, but he was a big part of my coming to Iowa just because we bonded so well over that visit. And I remember leaving that morning, the Sunday morning, heading back to Michigan. And he's like, I'm going to see you in the fall, right? And I was like, yeah. You know, so um, so Chris was was huge. And obviously naming um, my son after him, it was, you know, an honor to be able to do that. And, you know, obviously I spell it differently. Um, you know, I, I called Patty and asked her if it'd be okay if I used a K. Obviously understanding what the meaning was behind it. And her and Mike were like, you know, absolutely, absolutely. So still a, a really tight bond with, with Mike and Patty. I think, you know, two parents that could have easily gone into, you know, just packed it up and, and moved away and, and kind of lived their own life. They really embraced what Chris meant to the state and, and they've kept his, his legacy alive for this long. Yeah, they're really one of a kind people. And I, I'd heard that, but I was able to witness that firsthand talking to Mike. And uh, he's such a great guy and so willing to share all kinds of stories about Chris. Him and his wife just light up when they're able to talk about Chris. And I told him that it means a lot to Hawkeye fans. And I'm sure, you know, you know, guys like you that played for the team and people that were alive during that time that got to see Chris play, it means a lot to, to see them in the stands and uh, cheering on the team and still being a part of the program. Cause it really, you know, it always makes you feel like Chris is still there and still a part of the program. It's, it's very, very cool to see. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I couldn't imagine losing a son. And then I think, you know, for, as a, as a teammate, we were probably more, we were more devastated because of the person, yeah. you know, I mean, obviously, you know, teammates come and go, but, the impact that he had on so many people, you know, Mike and Patty were finding out about relationships and friendships that he had throughout the Iowa city community that they didn't even know about, 
you know, the fact that he was going to elementary schools and, and talking to those kids. Like, honestly, when they were telling me those stories, I didn't even know that stuff. You know, Chris just took it upon himself to be a part of the community. Um, and I think it just goes to show, you know, how impactful he was when to this day, if you ask people where you were on that night, they remember. They remember where they were. They remember what they were doing. It's just one of those moments that is, uh, you know, it's just it's emblazoned on your on your soul because you know where it is. But it just goes to show like he was he was a guy that touched so many people on so many different levels that it, it was a great loss, you know. So, yeah. And that's why I think everybody, you know, I'll, I'll, I saw one article that said, you know, Iowa, the state of Iowa lost a son today because he embodied with his personality, his work ethic and who he was, what it was, what it means to be a Hawkeye and what it means to be an Iowan. And I feel like the, you know, the whole state, not only the team, the whole state mourned with, with you guys and with uh, Mike and Patty. So, um, you know, just got to continue, you know, continue to, you know, wish them the best and it, it can't be easy doing what they do. But um, like you said, I admire them a ton that, they're there at the games and that they show up and, and, and seeing them all the time. So it's, it's great for the program. Uh, I wanted to ask you about <clears throat> might be a little bit of a private conversation, but if you can pull us into this, that moment that you and your wife found out that you were having twins, because that could be a very overwhelming thing for a father and for a mother. I know that if my wife told me that we were having twins, that's enough to handle just to know that you're having one child but to know that you're having two what what was that moment like well it was funny because I was a associate head coach at Indian Hills at the time and I was sitting in my office and my wife worked in radiology so she knew some people in ultrasounds like you know she really wanted to take a look and so she gives me a call she's like are you sitting down and so my initial thoughts were something was wrong you know with with the pregnancy and she said what do you think about two (laughs) I just kind of sat back in my chair and, and, uh, I, I can't even remember what I said, but I know the head coach at the time was like, what's going on? I was like, you know, just having twins, you know, it was, it was a really funny instance, but, um, really excited. I can't, you know, I didn't know how we were going to do it because we budgeted for one kid, you know, as far as that goes, being, uh, first time parents. Uh, but it just worked. I mean, in the Indian Hills community just embraced us. I mean, we had, people that would just pull up and drop off diapers and wipes and things like that, you know, things that we needed. So that was beautiful to see the Indian Hills uh, community college community. It's, it's unbelievable. The people there are fantastic. And so, you know, that eased it a little bit, but uh, just having two was crazy and having them identical. I mean, Oh yeah. Just uh, a lot of, a lot of love and a lot of happiness. For a lot of us, just, it's hard to tell them apart. They look so much alike when they're obviously as a father, father, you know, over the years, you're able to do that. But just for a regular Joe, like, you know, regular fan, Joe was sitting there watching the game. It's like, I thought Keegan was just in the game. Now he's on the bench. It's like, Oh, okay. Forgot about that for a second. So, um, you, during your time, you were known as a prolific defender, uh, one of the top, steals all time at Iowa. You've been just really wrote the record books on how to anticipate a pass and steal the ball. And, and you were such um, a tough player. I don't think, I I don't think you ever missed a game. Did you? No, I played every, every game. Yep. Never missed a game. Never missed a uh, exhibition game or anything. It was, uh, it's crazy. Tell, was there any extra 
you know, secret in that sauce that you were able to uh, be able to accomplish that? Or was that just like pure luck that you were able to never miss a game? Because that never that never seems to happen anymore. Uh, John Streif and the training staff. I mean, John was unbelievable, kept me upright. Doc Johnson kept me healthy. So, you know, I was known for its unbelievable uh, medical training, whether you're, you know, in hospital or athletics. And so we had a fantastic training squad, but a lot of it, you know, you, you play sore. I mean, that's just a given. Um, and for me, it was just a mindset. I never missed a game in high school either. And so uh, I always wanted to be out there if I could. And like I said, we had a fantastic squad that just kept all of us upright. And, and I was definitely blessed. Uh, I think genetics helped a little bit with that. But, uh, but yeah, no, I had my injuries and my nicks and things like that, but it was just a matter of, uh, doing what the, the, the training staff told us to do. Um, and, and that kept me on the floor all those games. Uh, what were Chris and Keegan like growing up? Uh, were they ever mischievous? Did they ever get into any trouble? Did they go through any phases where they were talking back a lot and mouthy, which most kids do? Or were they pretty straight and narrow, like really solid, great kids growing up the whole way? Yeah, no, they were great kids growing up. I think having that built-in playmate was always something because I think when you have one, you know, you're always trying to figure out ways to keep them occupied and, and friends, but they've always had each other, you know, and so, you know, it was a beautiful, like we remember times when they were babies, they just kind of had their own language too. Like we would just listen on the monitor and just kind of like, what are they talking about? You know, we couldn't understand it, but they just laugh and laugh and laugh. So they, they were, they were good kids. Um, I think we have a really good, we had a really good support system. And, and part of that is having good friends, like two of their best friends they've known since they were five years old. Um, and uh, one of their friends, he's a division one golfer out at South Dakota. And the other one is, is a, he works at Prairie right now where they graduated from high school. And I think okay. having friends like that kept them grounded and, you know, they, it doesn't matter what they're doing. They get back together and they don't even talk about basketball. They don't talk about golf. It's just, Chris, Keegan, Ian, and, and Logan, those four just hanging out and, and being buds. And I think, you know, they've always done a great job in, you know, doing what's right, knowing right from wrong. But I think it really comes from who they decided to associate themselves with and uh, just the type of people that we have all around us. I mean, uh, it takes a village uh, to raise a kid. And I think we had a pretty good village around them. You can definitely see that now. The kids are just so well-spoken and have such great character. And anyone that's ever interacted with them has just raved about how good of kids they are and how lucky we are to have them at Iowa. When they were growing up and as their love for the game of basketball started to flourish, was that something that you had, you really felt like you had to influence and get them going? Or was that something that was completely natural to them? Well, it was natural. I think when they were born, my being a head coach, they were always, or associate head coach, they were always in the gym. So they were always around the game. They were all, we were always watching film and, and I've got video from, I think they were like 13 or 14 months old. We had a little tykes hoop in the, in the living room and in our apartment and they were shooting baskets back then. So it's been something that we've never really forced on them. Uh, they just have, have loved the game for a standpoint. Now there were hiccups along the way as, as a dad coaching his kids, but the one thing that I know is that, you know, that we never force anything on them. They, they golfed in high school. They're four year, uh, you know, three year letter winners on a golf team at Prairie. Uh, they were part of student government and, uh, you know, they just, there was that balance. And usually after a tournament or something, I would have to, I want to sit down and chill and they want to go to the gym. 
and shoot. It's like, dude, we're, we're in the gym all weekend. But it was it was just something that they loved to do. And once again, having each other, they were able to push each other. And I think that that helped them along the way to get to where they are right now. So during their high school career, they uh, they transferred towards the end of high school to um, I, I, tell me if I'm wrong, too, it's like a preparatory academy um, really to help with um, their um, development in the game of basketball. T- uh, tell us about that decision, uh, what went into that, and how that really took Chris and Keegan's game to the next level. Yeah, so they attended DME uh, Sports Academy. They graduated high school at Prairie, so they, they did their four years of high school at Prairie, and they decided to do a postgraduate year at DME Sports Academy. Okay. And a lot of postgrad athletes, they're looking to either like raise their test scores and things like that along with the athletic part of it. But for us, it was just about them getting bigger and stronger and playing better competition. And, and that really started to come about as we looked at the opportunities because they got a ton of D2 offers. Uh, we knew they were still growing. I mean, they, they graduated high school uh, right around six, seven and then both about six, nine now. So they, they've grown a couple inches since they graduated from Prairie. They put on 45 pounds since they left Prairie. So if you look at just that, that, that what we call a gap year, between graduation from high school in Iowa. I mean, they played against Kenyon Martin Jr., who's got drafted into NBA. They played against IMG. They beat IMG when they were number one in the country. So they were playing against uh, other prep schools that had five, six, seven, eight Division One players on their roster, which is something that you don't see in Iowa. And so just from that standpoint, it, it helped them in, in order to know how they had to stay locked in against high competition. Uh, Coach West also helped them with just the mental part of it, approaching every practice like, you know, this is a business and, and I'm going to get something done. And so I think DME just really helped them develop mentally as well as physically. But I think it was the experience of playing that kind of competition and know that they could perform at that level, which really pushed them over the edge when it came to what I what I was saw in them. So the natural perception of everybody – is that if you have twins, they're going to be exactly the same. Like, you know, their progress is going to be the same. Everything's going to be the same, which is not the case. Um, <clears throat> Keegan, over this last year, has really just flourished and seen a lot of playing time on the floor. And, you know, Chris has not seen as much playing time on the floor. Uh, everybody always, you know, needs to know that every player develops at a different rate. And just because Chris isn't out on the floor as much right now, doesn't mean that Chris isn't going to have a phenomenal career at Iowa. Tell us about their growth process at Iowa. And if that's been any sort of difficult transition uh, with the both of them seeing Keegan out on the floor a lot more than Chris. No, when we spoke with Fran, we knew that based on the team coming back, that any freshman got minutes was going to be an addition to the team. We looked at it like they had seven starters coming back. And we even talked about maybe one or both of the boys redshirting, but obviously COVID kind of threw a wrench in that. Uh, from the standpoint of why Keegan's playing, uh, he really he really showed a lot more consistency from what uh, Coach Taylor and Coach Fran told me just about Keegan's rebounding and defense. Uh, Keegan actually, he bulked up a little bit more than Chris. They, they're about the same weight now. But Keegan showed that he could guard. He was a better post defender and, and, and really a tough rebounder. But if you go back and look at their DME numbers, Chris averaged almost 11 rebounds a game and just under 20 points. So, so he could do that. But Chris, they slotted at, at, you know, I mean, it, he can play the four, but he's also played the three. And so there at the threes behind Joe Wieskamp and, and Patrick McCaffrey. So it's just kind of that thing. And obviously Keegan got an opportunity when, you know, the tragedy to, to Jack's family happened. 
when he was back home and Keegan was the one that kind of stepped in. So he benefited from that as well. But if you, if you talk to Fran, uh, Chris is ready. You know, Keegan made a comment the other day that um, they had a, a practice scrimmage where Chris was 11 for 13 from the floor. You know, I mean, the, the kid can score, he can shoot, he can defend. It's just a matter of an opportunity. And, and the fact that Keegan has been able to do what he, he, he's done this year, you know, it's just him taking advantage of the opportunity that was given to him. And I told him going into it, as a freshman, if you can play defense and rebound, you can help the team. And that's really what he's done up to this point. And, and I, I think um, Chris will be ready, like, like Keegan said. Chris will be ready. And he's been good. He's got a great mental focus. Um, I think his, his, his girlfriend, who is also a, a Division One athlete, helped him because she was you know a four-year starter in high school on every club soccer team she played on and then she went to you and i and she had to go through that point that those times where she didn't play a lot and chris was there for her and, and now the, the scripts kind of flipped and she helped him out now with that but he got to the point where he just told uh, my my wife michelle and i just stop calling me i'm good so we took that in and ran with it you know, it's people aren't going to remember that he didn't play that much this year. At the end of the day, and at the end of his college career, they're going to look back on the the years that he did play, and it's a it's a marathon. You know, it's not a sprint. And you know, we're excited to see him get out on the floor. And well, you know, what a lot of other fans are wondering is, you know, give us the biggest difference between Keegan and Chris's game on the floor, and the biggest difference uh, with them and their personalities in general. Um, I think on the floor, honestly, going into the, going into Iowa, Chris is the better slasher. You know, he'd love to penetrate, put the ball on the floor and get to the rim. Um, he's probably a little bit more perimeter oriented when it came to where he played. He, he played point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward. I mean, he's, he's done it all and, and guarded all those positions. Um, Keegan has always been known as a shooter. I think people are saying that he needs to improve his jump shot. They just don't know. Because the kid has uh, that's all he, that's all he was known for is his outside shooting, and he he can once he you know I think he has a green light, but he's not asked to shoot, he's not asked to be a perimeter threat right now. He's he's doing what the team needs, and so I think that was probably the biggest difference going into Iowa was Chris was more of a slasher and Keegan was more of a catch and shoot guy. But obviously, adding the forty five pounds, growing two more inches, it it kind of changes their game a little bit. But I think what Fran sees, is, sees in them is the fact that he can put them on the floor in pretty much any position and, and, they, and they'll be effective on the floor, uh, whether it's one or both of them, they're playing together. Um, but yeah, as far as like uh, personalities, <laughs> we would, they're both kind of just really mellow. Um, I think Chris, we see a little bit different side of Chris when he's with Sophia uh, and, and you know, and, and Keegan, you know, he's single and, and doing his thing. But uh, I think more than anything, they're both really quiet. Um, they're they're pranksters. If you get to know them, uh, they once signed up their uncle for uh, The Bachelor and he didn't know it. <laughs> and they, you know, registered him. And then he gets a he gets an email and a phone call. And they're like, he's like, who did this? And there's Chris and Keegan just laughing in the corner like, you know, <laughs> they, they did that. So they can be a little a little mischievous that way, but, but all in all, they're really good kids. Um, I think, you know, great, you know, they both had over three pointer over first semester. So they're doing well there. So, you know, as a parent, we really can't complain about anything when it comes to those two. 
<laughs> that's a that's a great story signing him up for um the the bachelor we did something similar when we were growing up we used to sign my dad up for uh 1-800 bets off and say that he had a sports gambling problem and so they'd call the house and be like um sir uh you know mr dobbins i've heard uh, someone that really loves you has reached out that you have a severe sports gambling problem and that you gambled away your house payment this month. And he just knew right away, Adam starts yelling for me right now. That's I'm like, Uh Oh, he picked up on that quick. That's <laughs> hilarious. Yes. Yeah, hilarious. But yeah, we all got a little bit of that in us though. <clears throat> oh yeah. You got to test your parents and your uncles, you know, yeah. just, to, just to let them know you're watching and not, you're not to be messed with. Uh, watching watching Keegan this year, I can't think of all the years that I've watched college basketball, a kid that's come out that young of an age and just he doesn't look like a freshman. He looks like a seasoned player that's been out there. He it's not the stage has not phased him whatsoever. Does is that a testament to, you know, his playing basketball at, you know, over the years, or is that like just part of his personality? Cause I don't think most kids would have that composure. He, there was no nervousness there that you could see. It was like he belonged there right away. Yeah, no, I think the one thing that he's definitely benefiting from is just the coaching that he's had over the years. And, and I'm not talking about myself. I mean, coach Jeremy Richardson at Cedar Rapids Prairie uh, was phenomenal. One, allowing me to be a part of, the staff and, and be there to watch Chris and Keegan develop. But then I think where you really, where we really saw the huge jump was last year with, uh, at DME, which coach, uh, coach West, he knew going into it that they had talent. He knew that they had potential, but he, the one thing that he knew going into it was like, I've got to get them at a higher level when it comes to their mental focus, you know, understanding the importance of practice, understanding being an example to the other team. Cause if Chris and Keegan were sloughing off in the weight room, then everybody else would think it was okay. And so I think for them, they understand that, you know, if you lead by example, other people will follow. And they were always about business. They were always in the gym. And then, you know, Fran, I think, too, the, the one thing I'll, I'll give Fran credit for is that he was really the first head coach that viewed them differently, that, you know, understood like Keegan's Keegan, Chris is Chris, and they both have different talents, and that's how he recruited them. And, and for me as a parent, I've been dealing with who's better, who's this, who's that, you know, as, as twins growing up. But I really have to credit Fran for just saying, hey, you know, both these kids can play. I like both of them. They have different personalities, different attributes that I think will definitely benefit our team. And so um, for me, I, you know, Keegan is definitely – well, let me do this. I'll give my wife a lot of credit because she's always talked about, like, meditation and things like that. And he's really taken to it, you know, as far as putting himself in the right mindset before a game and – listening to different motivational things, whether it's Kobe Bryant, um, you know, athletes that he's seen uh, have a lot of success. He really just uh, has really embodied that this year. And I think having Luca Garza and Joe Wieskamp and those guys say, hey, you know, we believe in you. If that shot's there, take it. You know, if you make a mistake, don't worry about it. We'll get it back. Um, this group of seniors um, and experienced players has been unbelievable for, for his growth and the other freshmen, too, even though we don't see that, see it on the floor. But they all have benefited from just having an unbelievable group of guys around them, coaches, and then you know just the support staff at Iowa is, is second to none, as and I can attest for that. 
Yeah, it's got to be, you got to be a very mature young man to be able to realize um, the, to have the perspective at this point in his career that he's playing on one of the best teams to ever come through the University of Iowa. And, you know, re- really hoping, and as I'm sure obviously they are, that they make a big run in the Big Ten tournament and uh, and make a run through the NCAA tournament. Uh, has he, uh, Keegan or Chris, ever expressed to you uh you know, the gratitude and how lucky they feel that, you know, they're freshmen right away. They're able to join such an elite Iowa team. And this team seems to have a lot of chemistry and they seem to really genuinely love playing with each other. Yeah, I think, you know, that is definitely shown in just how they've handled this whole COVID situation. Not saying that there's other schools that have done, haven't done as good a job as Iowa. But if you think about it, a lot of the teams that struggled this year are teams that didn't have veteran leadership you know a lot of these teams you know you look at your Kentuckys and and things like that um as far as you know the struggles they've had Chris and Keegan know that they wouldn't be where they at where they are right now if it wasn't for the 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 team that they have around them just the chemistry and I think it's allowed them to bond I think they play more golf over the summer with guys than than I've ever seen but it's just little things like that and and then on the road I think uh yeah Chris Chris is Chris usually rooms with CJ and Keegan rooms with Joe Wieskamp. And you've got two guys right there, you know, as, as teammates and mentors that have definitely helped them through this whole process. So they, they understand how, how blessed they are to, to be on a team like this. Um, but I think it also uh, continues and it will continue on with the, the, the next group. Um, they know how to perform at a high level. They know how to stay focused. They know how to lock in. And um, I think it's, it's just been, phenomenal for them to have this experience this year and like i said it's not done yet oh absolutely not getting ready to start the the tournament uh up again here very shortly are you guys going to be over there today watching a lot of the games no i'm i I have a wife and a daughter here and we don't have to watch basketball we got to go shop so oh um, (laughs) no we wanted to get out of our you know uh, we my daughter's you know she's a freshman in high school and we wanted to get out of town for a couple of days. So we're just going to chill, uh, meet up with some of the families later on tonight since we're all staying in the same place and, um, you know, get ready to enjoy tomorrow, the, tomorrow and, and hopefully a deep run in the tournament here at the Big Ten. Uh, can you real quick just update all the Hawkeye fans that were able to you know, watch your career uh, throughout the years, what you're up to right now professionally and how everything's going with your family as a whole? Yeah, no, this uh, last year has been kind of crazy for us as a family obviously with Chris and Keegan at Iowa our freshman daughter was able to uh she started every game this year but we had to shut her down a little bit uh she had a stress reaction in her ankle but um you know she will ramp her back up in in April with physical therapy and stuff like that to get ready for the AAU season but um my wife uh she works for uh, the University of Iowa Hospitals she just got a position with uh Joint Officer Compliance, so she's putting together presentations and stuff like that for doctors at the university when it comes to coding and all that kind of great stuff. And then for me, I've been in dental almost 11 years, and I recently took a position as a regional manager for Henry Schein Dental, uh, which is one of the larger distributors in the in the country. And so I'm blessed to, to that they gave me an opportunity uh, to to do that. Um, I don't have to move. I'm staying in Iowa, managing that. So um, good. So I'm excited for for, for the challenge ahead, but. Uh, it's funny. I look at it as a team. I've got all these players and I got to make sure that they all are flowing in the same direction and working together. So I'll take a little bit of my coaching background and, and see if that helps me in this, in this new endeavor. 
That's great. You know, Henry Shine's a really well-known organization and you know sets the standard in their field for what they do. So um, that that's great that you're able to join a company like that. And you know, we just needed to tell you that you know you got such a beautiful family, and we um, as Hawkeye fans and the University of Iowa are blessed to you know have Keegan and Chris a part of the program, and we are excited as heck to see what they're going to do over their time at Iowa. I it just the the growth potential for those guys is limitless and you know but we're going to focus right now is a big 10 tournament championship we're hoping for and you know a big run in the ncaa tournament but wanted to thank you kenyon for you know your time at iowa and for bringing your awesome family <laughs> to the iowa basketball program and uh just want to you know wish you wish you luck going tomorrow uh to the to the arena and keeping the family healthy and happy and always got to end it with the go hawks all right, man. I appreciate the time today and go Hawks. All right. All right. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.